We Does are recording. We are recording. Welcome to the Jungle Brothers podcast. Episode number, Joe? 16. John OJB cast 16, we believe. 98% sure it's number 16. 16 and a half. It's been a little while. We haven't actually been uh, together in a position to, to record, right? I'm Paul Photophilly. We have Joe Worthington and to your award present, all three. How you guys doing? Quick intro. Most of you know us, but we're down at 15 Underwood Avenue in Botany, Sydney. We've got uh, the coolest gym in Australia down here. Potentially the coolest gym in the world. Uh, online presence, YouTube channel, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, come at us if you want help with anything, but otherwise just enjoy the value here. In I think today we're talking pretty generally just about where we've all been because we haven't hung out for a while, huh? Correct. Correct. Paul's, Paul's been an invalid. Mm. That's That's been the big news since we... Well, you're not such an invalid now, but... Yeah, I'm all right. I, I did... I ruptured my Achilles. It was an incomplete rupture, but pretty much a, a full rupture. There was a little fibre hanging on. Um, and that's where I've been. I was dealing with that, but yeah. How long ago was it now? I am in my fifth week post-op, so six weeks ago. Fuck, that's kind of gone quick, eh? Has gone, well, probably not so quick for you, Paul. Mm, it's all right. Quickish. Yeah, I haven't been, you know, too, too frustrated by the whole thing. There was little spells, you know, for a day here and there. Um but, yeah, it hasn't been too much of a, a grind. Like everyone's looked after me and I have to say, I have to thank, I mean, you guys for accommodating me here in business and just making it all happen and, and all the, the, the staff here and stuff just, just lifting their game while I was away. And then I got my wife and my mother-in-law and my family who have just been driving me around, cooking for me and all that. So I've been lucky. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm on my way back, as you can see. I'm out of the boot. I drove into work today. First time. First time. Mm. Congrats. I wasn't supposed to, but I, but my physio rang me today and I told her that I was driving the car. And she was like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as it doesn't show any pain and you got the boot on. I was like, yeah, cool. Beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the fucking highway now. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. No, I've been looking after it. You know, pushing pushing the, the range here and there, but respectfully, for sure. Gave it a mess up, mass, massage the other night, stretch class. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was awesome. You gave it a massage too? Yeah, yeah. Well, we walked on it. And the rest of my freaking leg. leg. The whole leg. Too like stepping on people's legs, eh? Yeah. It's his jam. It was particularly sensitive. It's good. No one's touched me there for a long time. Mm. <laughs> 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 Where have you been, T? Uh, yeah, we all had a holiday. I had a holiday, I went up to my mum's house. Dug another swale on her property. What's a swale? Uh, swale is when you cut uh, a, a ditch out of a hill, uh, a line to uh, or contour to to the hillside. So it has to be um, level to contour, I should say. You do that by getting two pieces of wood, nail them together in an A-frame, hang a piece of string down the middle of them, hang something heavy off the bottom of the string, like a plumb line, and then you just plonk it in the ground, put a little mark between the wood, turn it around, Mark the other side and then measure the difference between those two marks and then you have level to contour and you just follow that A-frame around the hill and um, mark the hill and then you fucking dig it out. It's very uh, m- uh, medieval. Is it? Yeah, it's kind of like what the, the, the Mayans and all the all those ancient cultures would have used to, to cut out those the hillsides. You know, you see the really yes. flat the rice paddies. Terraces. Or the terraces, yeah. 
It's one of those kind of tools. You but described that with almost Dr. Dr. Carl did precision. You like that? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was using my hand, so it probably didn't sound so descriptive. I got video Just today, man. Oh, yeah. I got video. If you got any more hand gestures that are pertinent, do them gang sign you go that way. way. Yeah, so we dug another swale and all that does <laughs> is when the water goes down the hill, uh, it uh, pacifies into the ditch and then it starts it fills the ditch up and then it will start to uh, um, uh, not humidify, what they call it? Moisten? Yeah, the hillside. And, all the, and then it, and it hydrates the hill and then the hill becomes good planting matter. So that's water that, that without the swale would have otherwise just run off the hill? Yeah, just be run off, straight in the drain. So yeah, now right. it'll, it, it, go, uh, it collects in the, in the swale and then when the, the dirt that you pull out from the swale, the grass on top, we put that on top of uh, all the, all, um, the mango tree stumps because we chopped out the inside of the mango tree so we could get more sun for more mangoes and then um and then we put some poo on top of that and all the other stuff some straw and then and then we grow a food forest so it's the fourth swale in her garden every time i go up there i dig another one so now the hillside's slowly starting to become a, a food forest how deep is the swale and how wide is it it's about two feet deep uh yeah it's about two foot by two two by two Right, so yep. it's a good considerable size trench. Yeah. And how long did it run for? Does it run for? Uh, about 15 metres. Okay. Depending, some are 10, some are, some are 15. The first one took me a week to dig and it was like the, the hillside was, it felt like I was digging through shale and rock. And then the second one was a little softer, took me about three days, third one a day and this one took me like a morning. So it's just reflective. Because oh, you've just gone, you've gone each time one under. One under, and each time I've gone, there's been more moisture in the hill. The ground's softer. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. That. I can't believe how quickly it's happened. Yeah, and it's producing like coffee bean, um, any kind of vegetable you can what? imagine, like buckets of ginger, turmeric. Um, Where's their place lemons, at? Limes, uh, up in Wurrungaree, just behind surface. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's great. Queensland. A bit of rain happening Queensland, there. yeah. Uh, not really. Not a lot of rain at okay. all. But the swale's collected anyway. So even if there's like dew, the dew will run. That gets collected. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool the way they work. Does it... Um, I'm trying to think of what it would look like. Does it look quite dramatic? To yeah, see it looks it? awesome. Yeah, right. It's quite, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. But like if you look at the hill, you see kind of these holes cut in like... Yeah. Trenches cut in the you'll side see, of it. You'll see like, a, like lines in the hill that that move around the like the contour of the hill so each line is a different shape yeah yeah it's really pretty it's like a na natural patterns that's you know? cool yeah that and i um harvested my first beehive i've never <laughs> half i've never half harvested a beehive before my mum was supposed to do it but she'd left the hive for a little bit too long and it was overflowing with honey and i said we need to get the honey out so i um I put on a pair of old overalls, uh, her overalls that were a bit too short for me. I put some gloves on to try and cover up around my, my wrists and then I chucked a net on my head with a hat. I looked pretty stupid, but I fucking got in there and I did it. Fuck. Cracked the top, smoked them, and then like one or two bees came out and I was like, oh, sweet, there's no bees in there. And then the whole box started vibrating, like... And then I kind of shit myself and I was like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> I've never done this before. And then I was like looking over my mum and she's like, yeah, keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so I smoked it and I started pulling these racks of honey out. We ended up getting 
about 25 litres of honey from, from this harvest. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. How, how, long, how long would they have been making that honey for? Probably six months from the last harvest. And we, had, we were just in time because the hive beetle traps were full and we had to empty them out and put new, be- or new traps in. And uh, so you get a nice healthy hive. I tasted some. It was delicious. Good honey, yeah. Delicious. Good honey. When are you bringing me uh, some? I'll bring right. some in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I was going to, didn't I? You did. Yeah, I got a big, bu- I got a big jar at home. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. You did. Well, you did. my brother's a beekeeper as well, and he hasn't given me any honey. <laughs> like, bro, when am I getting some honey? So, so give me some honey, honey. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, it's not like a good week off, and the fam was all up there. It's good. Yeah, well, bushwalking, beach, got on the skateboard. <laughs> yeah, How that's you, right. You said you're doing all right on the skateboard. I'm doing all right. I'm surviving. I've had one one stack. It's doing all right for a kook. Fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm like kook dad. You know that kook dad that gets in the way? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But you got that old deck. Got my old deck. Mum had it up there, huh? Mum had it up <laughs> there. My son was stoked when he found out I had, uh, I had a skateboard. I said, I, I, I said to him that I, I, I'm too old to skateboard. And then when he found out I got a skateboard, he was like, Dad, if you got a skateboard, we can skate together. And then I promised myself I wouldn't be that dad that sits on the sidelines, my arms crossed while my kids go out and play. So everything else I've ever, ever done with them, I've always played with them. Then the skateboards came out and then I was like, I'm calling it a day. I'm going to end up being that dad. But my mum had my old pal, Peralta, Tony Hawk, in the garage. Sick. And my son fucking started frothing over it. So It's very slick. I pulled it out, yeah. And then I cleaned it up, buffed the... The, uh, the uh, trucks and the change of bearings and it was fucking Was it one of, the, one of the old like single kick boards? Yeah. Bit of a Big fish shape? Thing, yeah, fish, fish shape at the front. <laughs> yeah. also, like Rails. the hawk skull on the bottom. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I went down to the skate park and this guy came up to me and said, how much do you want for that board? <laughs> or that deck? And I was like, no, I don't want to sell it. And he's like, it's worth a lot of money that. And I was like, oh, a lot of money. I'm like, oh, how much? And he's like, 350 bucks. And I'm like, oh, it's not a fucking lot of money, bro. <laughs> I won't even get a new one for that much money. I'm keeping it. So <laughs> Shouldn't Hold be riding that deck. Yeah. But he had it's tattoos on him. Bro. He had a fucking... 50 bones. <laughs> <laughs> he had a Bones Brigade tattoo on his calf. <laughs> a fucking Powell Peralta tattoo on his tummy. Another one on his chest. And I was like, oh, diehard fan. His name but wasn't Josh Pincus, was it? Three, <laughs> three people have asked me if I wanted to sell my deck. So oh, wow. 25 years old. You know why? Because I didn't use it much when I was little. Just kind of walked around with it. So <laughs> still a good nick. <laughs> Did its job. Yeah. yeah. It altered your status around the yeah, beaches that's right, back bro. then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my holiday. You found, um, I remember you saying you found skateboarding a little bit awkward at first. Yeah. Do you reckon, have you, because I, I know like kicking a soccer ball is not something you've done a lot of either. Do you feel like there's a connection there and that getting yeah. better at skateboarding might make you better at kicking a ball? Nah. Kicking balls and throwing balls I've always been shit at. Right. I think mechanically I'm, I'm quite stiff, you know, my style of anything. Like even whatever I do, I'm quite stiff. But I managed to do it, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean uh, some things that it works for me and other things it just doesn't. Um, the skateboarding, I feel like I'm finding my style and I'm just accepting the fact that I'm a little bit stiff. But I'm strong, so I can kind of deal with it that way. Have you got a name for your style? I'm not going to play any, like, try any tricks. <laughs> I'm just trying to fucking 
like crude, you know? Yeah. Stiffly. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe come up with something. Fridge you look like style. Like <laughs> look in your eye like you already had something before no. you asked me. No, I'm not that sharp. Joe, Joe will come up with something that will rip you. style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll post something. I'm sure he'll make. He'll comment. So I don't need to comment. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm above my that. eyes have done the commenting. No, <laughs> yeah. It's good. I love that. I mean, I I'm I never want to be that dad either. That's on the sideline. So it's hats off to like it's it's, it's great a for it's tough one to jump on, yeah. you know, wow. later in life because it's just you and the concrete and you're yeah, falling. The Man, concrete is fucking intimidating. Up, big time. When you get out there and you're like, look at these kids just fucking doing some crazy stuff on these things, and you think, whoa. How the hell are they even doing that? And then you get out there and you get a little taste of it mm. and you're like, wow, this is awesome and it's real freedom feeling. Mm. And then you kind of like lose your focus for a second and then it's just like bang. Yeah, <laughs> reality hits and you you're like, hard. Fuck. To give everyone hurts. a background, Joe and I oh. grew up skateboarding together. We used to skate a lot. Tease the non-skater. but Non-skater. Awesome. But now I'm skating. You guys aren't fucking skating. I'm fucking skating. I was skating. <laughs> <laughs> you well, can't there, even walk properly, bro. There's <laughs> you ain't got no legs. You're on a, you're on a scooter. Well, there's, a, there's an interesting paradigm. <laughs> is that like you were doing, you're doing that thing. You're like, you're giving that a go. And then Paul, who's the, who, who is, I believe you're quite gifted in how you can move. Mm. You know, scale, you're, you know, skating, you're always, you're always All right. you know, really good at that. Um, but then he was playing with his kids on holidays and yep. the fucking Achilles, bro. That's right. I know. Mm. The, the it's harsh. So Reality's harsh. Our kids are in their first year at school and this past holiday was the second holidays, school holidays uh, that I've had with the kids or we've had with the kids and I injured myself twice or once mm. on each holiday. How old are you I'm now? I'm out there, 35. Oh, this is when it all begins, bro. Well, I've, uh, what was the injury last holiday? The first time, I, it was just a minor little tear of the calf like i didn't see anyone about it, it was just small but i was doing same um, calf no the other one okay uh mm. fuck i don't even remember tell you the truth uh yeah we were camping we we're at this caravan park and it had one of those big blisters those bouncy blisters that inflate with the outdoor and they inflate like a jumping castle the outdoor and all the kids are jumping on them and i'd spent the week doing backflips and stuff with the all the 12 year old girls who were just ripping me i was just like Asking them for tips and anyway, I was flipping and kind of went off to the side and put my leg down and it just kind of like, as I stabilized, just gave a little tear. But this time around, Ninja Warrior. So I was on holidays, uh, took my kid to a Ninja Warrior place out at uh, Wetherill Park, Ninja 101. And I was supervising for the most part and just he was there with all of his friends and stuff. And then the, the, the coaxing, the jing up to, to run up the warped wall started. That's the big that's like ramp. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I ran, I ran up the reasonably tough one, the kind of second tier one, and it was pretty easy. But the big one there was hard, and that's where I did it. Running up there, trying to be super dad. Fuck. Mm. Yeah, I was like real cold and hadn't been doing shit, and just went, boom, Fine. just went, yeah, right, went for gold. Oosh. Yeah, Oosh. went as I was. That's brutal. Up it. It's brutal yeah. because it could happen to anyone, mm. and it does. Yeah, we've we've spoken a bit about Achilles injuries since then, right? And I've spoken to a couple of people, and it's like, yeah, they just happen. There's mm. no real reason, but it's brutal that you're like, fuck, 
I was playing, you know, I was playing on the course. I was doing the thing. Playing young man's games. Yeah, bro. that's, that's right. right. Do you think? Do you think it'll affect? Do you think that'll affect your mindset moving forward? You mean? Like I know I'll be the, targeting in, that leg next time. I <laughs> <laughs> you mean in the same scenario, don't Just you? Kick the little leg. Footlock. Um, yeah. <laughs> See the one that looks like a toothpick. Hit that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, like, do you think you'll just have that little bit of fear? You know, like when you get drunk on Apprehension. something comfort or something when you're a teenager and you never drink something comfort again? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I can't know until I get there. Yeah. But I feel like I'm of a certain personality that I will get to a point where I won't care about it. I won't be thinking about it very much because I'm pretty much, I'm pretty like throwing myself in there and, and not think about consequences just generally. So I feel like once a few years passes um, and obviously yeah, leading up to using it again more dynamically and then in more kind of uncontrolled environments, I'm going to be conscious of it and aware and, and fucking not throw myself in. But I'll get to a point, I reckon, in a couple of years' time where I, I'll run up that wall again without thinking about it. i got a feeling I will. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I we kind should of film it just in case it happens. We should it. always <laughs> film it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think so. It's just a feeling, but until then, um, it is definitely going to affect me in the short short to midterm for sure. Just um, not like a well, it's, it's not really a fear thing. It's just um, I'm considering it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a fucking long way to go still. Foot's moving. It's alive, but I've still got uh, a lot of fucking leg to build back at the moment. The calf's withered away to. Probably what, most <laughs> probably what Kick most people... Probably what most people... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. We were looking at it yesterday, his leg at my place, and I was saying yeah. he just he just looks like a surfer now. <laughs> 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 One surfer leg yeah. propped up. Yeah. <laughs> it looks it looks like most normal people's legs right now. <laughs> so it'll be back. The, the the quad doesn't seem to have much loss, but the calf um, yeah. Calf and hammy. And hammy. Hammy looked yep. like it was uh, a little bit smaller than the Yeah, mm. it's hard to see, I think, the hammy. Mm. Feel it. T does a little uh, visual analysis of our muscle mass on a daily basis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just scanning for weak spots. He was stepping all over it, like just digging into those rocks or squirming. Yeah, so that was my holiday. was kind of... That was my week off. I was, I was up until then. It was a great week. You bought yourself an extra few days, didn't you? <laughs> Surgery and shit. Yeah, it was worth Come on it now. Call it what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Six week vacation. Yeah. What did you get up to, Joe? Mm-hmm. Um, so my my holiday was off the back of of you two. So T had <laughs> Paul had the first week off, and then I think ended up extending out for another week, and then T had the second week off. So then I took mine. Mine was mine was cool because it kicked off with the uh, the JB ski trip, which was uh, a, a tribe organised trip to the snow down to Threadbow. That uh, shout out to our girl Olivia Olivia Jarkovsky organised. Oh, well organised. Yeah, really well organised. It was a killer, like little little big chalet uh, about twenty minutes out from Threadbow Ski Mountain. Looked and, um, so good. Yeah, it was like sick. The spot, the it house. was sick. Had a sauna, had a spa, big kitchen. It's like a giant log, log cabin. It's exactly what it was. Wow. It was. It kind of had everything you need for that sort of weekend. 
And so I think there was maybe 15 of us or something like that or 14 of us. Um, and so we were chilling. All from the gym? Mostly. Uh, mostly. Or at least all connected. A couple of the girls brought friends of theirs from elsewhere. Um, but everyone got along real nice. Food was good. People were cooking, chipping in. Um, it was really nice. It was a nice communal weekend and the snow was sick. Um, and nobody got really busted up, which was good because you kind of always feel like someone might get busted up. Mate, we build them strong here, bro. It's true. You know? It's I, true. I wanted it's to ask you, application. lots of people were like, oh, so-and-so was really good. Oh, shit. Um, I want to know specifics. Who, like, what were the type of maneuvers that, that like, Marek was getting? What was the gnarly kind of... Oh, so, yeah, I'd say Marek was probably the, the most highly skilled of, of the group. Um, naturally, him and I spent a lot of time together on the mountain. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, uh, he was, he's just a bit of, I, I would say he's a bit of a hell man. So, in terms of maneuvers, we played around a little bit in the terrain park. And uh, he's got, like like box slides and, and rail slides he's quite comfortable with and mm. he has some nice little uh some nice little what's it like when you hit a like a say a rail slide mm. but you kick the back tail out like a like a tail slide i guess okay backside tail slide well i don't know in snowboarding like he's still going down the middle of the board or he's sliding on the tail no he's more on the tail like not like completely like on the tail like you would on a skateboard it's under his foot binding or something sort of deal yeah Fuck, i don't know what that, what's called but so he had some of that and then he had some good um some good like uh like little we found like some mad little sort of cliff drops like dropping off rocks and stuff so and he's, he's just like ripping off them yeah he's pretty like pretty savvy on all that stuff such um, an outdoorsman he is yeah he fucking loves it um but, you know, that was probably about as gnarly as it got. I think cool. we were all pretty respectful of it because none of us have done it much recently. Like, so it's easy to kind of, well, I found the same. It's easy to like feel really confident again and like, oh, I can start ripping it up and, you know, hit this and whatever. And then you're like, nah, fuck, my legs are fatiguing and I'm losing concentration and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. Yeah, and we had all different levels. Some of the crew were like, like, um, like Hayley and Adam, they were doing lessons. Um, a couple of the other girls were doing lessons and then a couple of us, you know, we'd split up and sort of split into skill levels, I guess, just organically. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that was fucking mad. Um, and we spent three nights there and then I came back. So I had the week off from there and I was just kind of hanging out at home. But what I did do as I got back into uh, a buddy of mine opened up his jiu-jitsu academy in Rose Bay. Shout out Adam from Alliance Jiu-Jitsu in Rose Bay. You. Um, so I got back on the mats there and did a few sessions, which was sick because I haven't really had the time to go and train jiu-jitsu, you know, outside of here. And I haven't done any training in the gi for a long time. And it was nice to just go and, and just get some, you know, some dosage of that again and get my ass kicked and all that sort of thing. That was, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think it kind of sparked a little bit of a resurgence for me because I've been wanting to get back into it for a while, but just haven't found the right place where I want to do it. Um, Time's always tough as well, like making it work on your week to week. Yeah, totally right. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe you know get a little bit of that going here at some point. We'll see. But um, but then yeah, then I was chilling for the week, and then I spent the next weekend up at my parents' place. My my bro and my sis came up. My bro brought his little girl Ginger, and um, it was family time, kicking around, doing some handstands and shit, eating mum's home cooked food, some packets of biscuits, <laughs> lots of coffee. <laughs> Cold water swims, dragging my brother out into, oh, the, yeah. into the... Yeah, it was fucking chilly out there. I would have loved that. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, he kind of loves it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
It gets cold there, eh? It does. Like the water temperature gets cold there. Yeah, yeah, really cold. And I guess it's a deal with cold, like cold, the cold water thing. Like, what is there? Is there? Because I know I I have a. I mean, I know it feels good because I've been doing the cold shower thing now for about a year. Have you? Every morning, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, for a year, and I and I feel like I can't go without it now. But it's more to wake me up, and then I feel like it's it's like a good kickstart to the day. Are there any health benefits to to you know, getting yourself into cold water. What's what's the deal with the ice ice baths and all that? Or is it just like a, a bit of a bro science? Um, I believe there is some some real science behind it, which is like there's the anecdotal stuff, which is like, yeah, you feel good and it kind of gets mm. you going and whatever. But I believe, and um, I think uh, Rhonda Patrick, who's often on Joe Rogan podcast, she talks about it a lot, but it's the same for extreme cold exposure as it is, I believe, for extreme heat exposure, like saunas and that kind of thing. But it, um, it. I've been doing hot showers every morning. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling great. Yeah, I'm feeling great. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty-five years. Now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I believe it's um, it's a, it's a, um, what do they call it? It's an epigenetic thing. So if you do something like that consistently over a long enough time period, it will have an effect on your DNA, and it will have an, an effect on how your DNA is expressed. So within our DNA, we have all of these different possibilities, yeah, markers, variables, some of them express and some of them don't express. So say like because of the, because of your bloodline and because of, you know, the, your, your family's lineage, you might have an expression for, uh, let's say being able to deal with, uh, being able to deal with sun exposure really well. You had, you know, people spending a lot of time in the sun, but for whatever reason, you're not expressing that, that genetic marker or that gene. So you have the potential for it, but it's not actually happening for you in your life. But you might pass it on, your child might have it, and they might be able to utilize it. The idea is, is that the exposure to those extremes will switch those things on or off. So, you know, the, the bro science part of it, I think, is that most, like a lot of the studies and, and stuff that I've read in, in books that deal with, you know, like say um, Bill Bryson talks about it or Jared Diamond in like the third chimpanzee and stuff like that. Um, but it basically, the, when they look back over societies that have lived or, or cultures that have lived through extreme harsh periods, their children are usually born with a much stronger makeup. So they're more resistant to disease, they're more physically robust, etc., etc. Whereas um, for people who have been born in times of abundance, so really you know, nice weather conditions, lots of food, a relatively easy path, their children are born somewhat softer. That's kind of the, the takeaway from it. So I think it's like a, that, that exposure just kind of allows you to toughen the system in a way, mm. you know, to sum it. But yeah, it's a big science. Like every time I listen to, I think I've mentioned Rhonda Patrick before, but when I listen to her on a podcast, it's like really engaging and then she just gets a little bit deeper and then I'm like lost. And then I usually fucking put some hip hop on or something. <laughs> how does that sound to you T? Yeah, yeah. Keep it, it going good. for another year? Yeah, yeah. You can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you haven't done cold showers? I did like uh, up, for a summer. Do like <laughs> yeah, I, I did I like yeah when I was back in, yeah, so it was during when I was living in Maryville, I did it through summer and I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to try and push it through. 
I probably passed into a month of autumn and then something went down. I was like, I need a hot shower. <laughs> yeah, never. No, not beyond that. Just coconut, bro. I agree. Transfer. It makes you feel great. Like it feels really nice. But I also experienced that feeling in a hot shower too. Feeling good. Like, <laughs> I, like I feel good. I come out of a shower. It's lovely. Bit of soap. It's true. It's hard to, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's an individual thing, right? Mm. I like it. You know what Exposure I like about is it? It's important. It's, a, it's fucking uncomfortable the moment before. Yeah. Every morning. Every morning you get to the shower and you're like, I always like usually find some part of myself to scratch. I'm like standing there about to jump in the shower and then I'm like, oh, my shoulder's itchy. <laughs> and I'll stand there for like 30 seconds. I'll be like, my shoulder's not fucking itchy. I'm just procrastinating. And then so I'll jump funny. in and I'll turn the shower and then I'll like look at it for a few seconds and be like, so when am I going to jump in? Like I, I'm buying time the whole time. Yeah. And uh, then you just get in I and it's fine. Feeling. I just yeah. walk straight to it. Do you? Yeah. Just go in. And I stand underneath it and turn it on. Oh. And then I have like a little mini heart attack. And then all these like negative thoughts come into my head and then they all get pushed out and then I feel like it's been, I've been exercised. Oh. Yeah, I come out and I feel, I feel all great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a full on detox, like a mind detox. How long do you reckon you're in there for? Uh, probably about a minute. Yep. I can't do longer than that. After a minute, I'm getting like agitated. Hypothermic. Yeah, I feel like oh, I don't need to be anymore. Job's done. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. Good start to the day. I used to have to like do my arms first, do my legs first, then move to the trunk. Just like oh, splashing shit. it with water and then get the face and then the <laughs> top of the head. And as the final straw was like rolling down the back of the neck. And that was when the heart just goes. <gasps> and you're like, oh, control your breath. Oh, oh that's, that's yeah. so like, uh, <sighs> that's so like segmented. There's too much anxiety yeah. in that. Yeah. That's pain. That's prolonging the pain. Yeah. It's like yeah. peeling a bandaid off real slow. Yeah, I yeah. know. I've been experimenting with my kids, so I shower them. And then at the end of the shower, I was using it to get them out of the shower, turn the shower on cold because <laughs> I wouldn't get out. So even when I turned it off, they're still sitting in there. So I just turned the shower on to cold and then they jump out of the shower. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm doing it and I turn the, the cold on and it was my son actually who decided he wanted to be Tough. didn't want to get out. Yeah. Then he turned the cold on and then he stayed in there and he was like standing to the side and then he was like, my daughter was out watching him and then he stood under the shower and then I kind of counted for him and now it's become this thing and then she saw him do it and now she's doing it and they're doing like, they've gotten up to, I think my son, son got up to about a minute mm. just standing under the cold shower. After hot cold. Out. Yeah, and then my wife found out and she lost it. She's like, why are you putting them in a cold shower? It's midwinter. They're just about to go to bed. They'll get the flu. <laughs> that was kind of the end of that, but... <laughs> Supposedly, it builds a stronger immune system. No one, okay, that's, I mean, no one actually catches a cold or catches a flu from being no, cold, that's right. right? No. But uh, exposure to cold in doses is supposed to build your immune system. Strengthens the immune system. Mm. I don't know if that's bro science or not. No, I think that would, I mean, that would kind of tie in with this epigenetic mm. thing, right? Exposure, I think, is good. Any kind of like ex exposure in doses, you know, intolerable doses. This is how the body adapts and evolves. Well, it's also how the body or how your mind gains more experience and then be, you become a, a more intelligent human, you know. So it's important to have all these things, these little doses of exposure to different environments, you know. Yeah. Whether it's social or, or natural 
to get out there and just keep exposing yourself. What uh, something just came to mind? Um, yeah, Mick Leslie is it Mick Leslie the Grip? Yeah. Do you know about his house that they built up on the northern beaches? Because no. you're really good friends with him, aren't uh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he built that after we stopped. We kind of. Ah, okay. Oh, maybe it's a bit of a dead end memory, but he built this house or his, and his wife uh, got an architect to build this house. It was like an award-winning architect. Um, but they have designed it in such a way. I haven't been there, but lots of people have been there and said it's a beautiful house. But he designed it um, in such a way where in the house he can feel the weather outside. And and because oh, nice. yeah, because he's a, a rock climber and an out, mm, a surfer yeah, he's and he's a big water guy. sports type guy, and uh, I know he uh, he yeah he's always in the water and, and and that was one of the things I thought you might know about it. We used to climb together. Idea of seeing the the weather outside and and just being housed from it twenty four seven inside your house. Um, uh, a friend was telling me like you know he's he's designed it in such a way I don't know how they do so it. Affects so, your yeah, so the temperature changes inside. Awesome. When the temperature changes outside, probably not to the same extreme, you know, but that'd be pretty cool. Sounds like the house I used to grow up in. <laughs> Just the <thin> walls, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah, me. Fibro, the shack. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah, I got stuck right. on the side of a mountain with him once. Shed. Like I went into nighttime up in the Blue Mountains during winter. It was fucking really oh, scary. Really? Yeah, yeah. On a two pitch climb, and we, our rope got tangled. And I was in ball shorts and t-shirt. That's right. Uh, and the weather changed. No torch, nothing. It was fucked. But anyway, I'll save that for another day. Got out. Yeah, <laughs> got, got out. out obviously alive. alive. <laughs> Hypothermic, but alive. But it was scary. Yeah, it was pretty scary. I like exposure to the elements. If you if you're not, you know, got to be careful. Yeah, I'm a little mm. bit fearful of that. Just when I think about outdoor rock climbing, it's like, oh shit, yeah. Mm. I remember as a kid going out with the, on a family trip, doing some abseiling and stuff, and the weather just turned, and it turned yeah. into a fucking debacle. Yeah, it's but it was scary. Like, yeah, yeah, it'd be gnarly. Mm. Especially when it's just a couple of you out somewhere. Maybe people don't really know where you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's always the case. Mix a cool like cat. Go out for a day climb. Mm. It's like those shows you see, you know, on TV. Naked and afraid. I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't be here. And they go out and for a bushwalk, get lost for fucking three weeks, something like that. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And they got no, nothing. It's a bit of that. Mm. Tell us about your Garden Blitz, bro. Yeah. Your latest project. Perhaps the, 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 one of your proudest moments. Oh, well, we had, a, um, we had a Garden Blitz at our gym. We have a, uh, a, ga- it's a, it's a car park in the front of our gym. It's probably about, what, what do you reckon? 200 metres squared all up with the garden and the verge and everything else. If, nah, not, nah, not, nah. To, to the verge. Oh, uh, yeah. To the verge. Yeah, garden's going all the way out to the road. Maybe uh, Well, like to the, you mean all the way out there. to the gutter? Yeah. Maybe 100. Maybe 100. 150. Best. No, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we were telling people the giant gym's like an Tip's acre. 350. <laughs> <laughs> At least. No, nah, it's an awesome project. So, yeah, I'm anyway, we, yeah, we've been converting this fucking piece of slab <laughs> of concrete into, into, a, uh, into a permaculture paradise. So permaculture. Permaculture is a uh, philosophy of working with uh, rather than against nature. So uh, it's looking at biodiversity over monoculturalism. 
And the rules of permaculture is something that um, are not just um, restricted to growing plants. It's also a, a society thing. So um, looking for things that are that are missing in in your in your ecosystem and putting them in there to to make things run a little better. Um, intervening where something is necessary needs intervening, but then um, also allowing your environment to produce a surplus of the stuff that you like, that you want, and to keep things under under control that you don't, you know? Cool. So the gym kind of runs like that anyway, but I think uh, we've got... There's 12 principles of permaculture. Uh, one is to observe and interact. These were all put together by a guy called Bill Molson and another fellow, I've forgotten his name, that came up with this system of, of um, producing produce. So observe and interact. Um, so just watching the way your environment works. And we do a lot of that in the gym anyway um, when it comes to member interaction and people moving around the gym. Um, we're doing the same with our garden. So the outer layer of our garden, the, 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 the outer ring, is, a, uh, is all native and it's a biodiverse ring of native trees and plants that will attract certain bugs and insects and, and, um, and uh, uh, birds. And those birds will tend to the garden. So any of the stuff that we decide to grow, they'll pick away at the bugs and eat all the aphids and all that kind of shit and get rid of the mozzies and stuff. Yeah. Mm. So most birds that are pollinators generally eat bugs as well. So it's good for us. Uh, also, it's, it's uh, on, a, on a psychological health level, on a mental health level, sorry, having interaction with, with nature, especially when it's like... like nature that's supposed to be in that area is very healthy too so bringing this bird life and different kinds of um uh, native animals into the garden is really positive has positive attributes to to our mental health uh to catch and store energy so we're plugging into next door's um uh what do you call it the, the water tank they don't know we're going to do it but we do we? it anyway yeah, we haven't told them, but there's, a, there's <laughs> this big water tank next door and it's like just fucking overflows. And I'm like, oh man, we could tap into that. So we're going to do like the gorilla mission and just plug into it. Suck the water out of that sucker. To water our garden? Yeah. So rainwater is the best kind of water for watering any kind of garden or crop. And then second so after that... we're going to cut a water. hole in the side of it and just tap in there? Pretty much. It's like what Iraq <laughs> wow. did. It's like what Iraq <laughs> wow. did to Iran. Iran. Was there's Iraq any lawyers did? out there... Please get in uh, touch. Uh, fucking remember when Iraq drilled into Iran's oil well? It's a bit like that. Jesus. Yeah. Well, that kicked shit off. Imagine how it's going to work out for us. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it does overflow. It overflows. Yeah, yeah, fucking water just pouring down the drain. It's true. It's a resource. Uh, apply self-regulation and uh, uh, accept feedback. So this is, again, applying, uh, applying some kind of um, uh, system and then waiting to see what happens. We do it every day with our training. We apply a certain program and we review it later. It's the same in any other process. It's very important that you do this with your observational skills to make sure that whatever system you put in place, let it run for a bit and then observe, take notes, make changes. Well, uh, producing no waste, we, did, we recycled everything that came out, out of the garden, mulch it, put it back in. Uh, some of the stuff we couldn't take because it was a bit too toxic coming, uh, coming out of botany. We had to get rid of a big um, pine tree. It was a pine tree. 
um, which we probably should have told council about, but we took it down anyway on a Friday night, which was kind of scary. Never would have happened straight if we across did. the fucking it's road. True. And anyway, it's I mean, not good to years. cut trees down, but this thing has no life in it. Uh, it shouldn't be in here. It was a conifer, so it had to go. And it's allowed space for all these other beautiful plants to grow. Why? What's wrong with the conifer? It's, uh, it's got pine needles, so it's too acidic for the soil. So they're designed to they, – they, they spread pine around them. They make acidify the oil, the soil, and nothing else can grow except them. So it's a way for them to um, secure – dominant. Yeah, their position on the planet. Are they – and they're not native? No. Where are they no. from? Do you know? I would say it'd be a, an American kind of thing. Right. We always see them in the movies. You know? Yeah. North America type yeah, vibe. Yeah, it's kind of like a guess. Yeah, random guess, but yeah, they're, they're not a, they're not a native Australian uh, a bush of any kind. Um, Fuck, integrate rather than segregate. So integrating <laughs> with uh, kidding, with uh, with your environment. I think the main thing is to look when we looked at the plans. It's like okay, we've got this corridor that runs in and out of the gym, and then to the side there's this empty car space. And it's like okay, how can we use that space to to allow members to kind of pull in that area enjoy it so and and then integrate it instead of building like barriers and and cautioning yeah, yeah. things off yeah. so we have um the our training area which flows outside and we put bars up so people can train around the gardens we've got areas for people to stretch there then we've got um benches for people to be able to sit down and enjoy a bit of sun do some meditation next to the aquaponic setup or the ponds that we're going to that we're going to put in and also have some kind of um half container which has a cafe in it and that's going to have like nutrition advice and um, covered in plants too, huh? Yeah, and that'll be all <clears throat> all uh, whole foods that uh, seasonal and whatever's getting served on the day is what you get, kind of thing. So it'd be more home cooked stuff style. from the garden. Yeah, so it gives people more connection with where their food comes from. They can see what's in season. Uh, when they go shopping, they can make a, a more informed decision. They're not buying something that's shipped in from from Turkey or whatever. Sat in a boat though for the last six months. Uh, and also they can taste the difference between uh, an heirloom variety of fruit and veg that, um, that is grown for the taste and not for the fact that it's got a longer shelf life or it, uh, it's not going to get squashed when it's pushed in a box or it looks pretty, which are very different things. And then it also gives us a topic of conversation, which is very important, and that's nutrition. And it's something that um, we feel very strongly about. And... Uh, it's uh, one of uh, many things that uh, builds a healthy body. The other thing that, th that a garden like this does, and I'll go back to the mental health side of things, is it builds relationships. So you come into the gym and you have a place. Uh, you can talk in class kind of, but not really, you know. But then you don't have anywhere to congregate at the moment. Mm. Or we don't, but, but when we have this space, it gives a place for people to be able to go and have relationships with, with each other, healthy relationships with each other relationships with a little bit of relationship with nature a strong relationship with their food positive relationships and then also that has overflowing effects to give these people positive relationship with themselves as well and i think if you do not have strong relationships if your relationships are negative it doesn't matter what they're with and like i've said this to to al the other day if you have um you could be the fittest strongest fastest most uh like finely tuned machine and if you have a shit relationship with your colleagues at work, a shitty relationship with your family, 
a shitty relationship with your nutrition, a shitty relationship with nature, shitty relationship with yourself, you are not going to be a healthy individual, you know? So to be able to have that environment that allows people to come together and integrate and share that relationship is very important. So that's pretty much what the, what the garden represents. But the main thing and the strongest point that, um, that I think I'd like to make is that it brought everyone together to Ooh. build it. Mm, mm. We didn't spend any money. We got people to bring in whatever leftover junk they had in their garden, quality stuff, so hardwoods and um, concrete ba um, basins and bricks. Bricks and soil. Fuck, I can't even like. There's a list, a big list of like just quality stuff. Mm. Just kept coming through the door, and we stuff that was probably either going to sit there and rot, or just never going to get used, or uh, it would end up in the tip. And um, we gave it all a new life, and it looks really classy out there. I was, I was really worried it was going to look like everyone just come and dump their junk in the front. <laughs> 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 it looked like a fucking junkyard, but. Yeah. It hasn't turned into that at all. Yeah. I mean, we had a, a landscape architect. These are all members and, and PT clients, but friends. Uh, uh, interior designer. Um, painter. Set designer and painter. Set designer and painter, uh, yeah. Landscapers, like uh, builders. Um, the list goes on and on. Cooks, so, chefs. Yeah. And it was awesome. So the Garden Blitz uh, was a two-day blitz, basically, that T'd been putting together for some time. Yeah, and it all started – well, actually, it started – why I, I love this whole thing, like, kicking off. Because when we first started the Jungle Brothers, that w it was always a part of the plan. And we started in 2012, and it was always part of it. And, like, to, like, think that it's now started – I mean, you make it sound like a bit of a Garden, garden of Eden right now, but it's yeah. still like a bit of a car park. Like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. all prepped, and it's the blank yeah. canvas now, blank and, canvas. and it's going to grow into all of this stuff. But, yeah, just to see where it's at now and, and be actually – uh, you know, it physically kind mm. of taking place right now is it's so exciting. Like, uh, for all the reasons that you've just spoken about, like, I'm stoked. So, it was a garden blitz. Um, it started with Aiden and you making designs. He's a landscape architect. Um, and then kind of consulting on the professionals. There was, uh, there was Dai, yeah. um, who's a, is she an interior designer? She's a interior designer, yeah. yeah. Could and then it kind of went from there. Yeah. yeah, textiles and stuff like that. And Anna was yeah. Oh, I mean, there, there was so many, so many, so many skilled, mm. like technicians on on the day. Yeah. It was unreal. Two days um, started early on a Saturday. Um, yeah, had people dropping stuff off during the week. We got, I mean, you got rid of the tree earlier in the week. Tree. And then we put the bonfire on and sang oh, to piss that Saturday. Night. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Was great. A lot of the yeah. kindling was, was burnt to ash. Uh, there was a yeah. whole barrel of ash which you went into ash. the garden as well. Yeah, it goes in there. But yeah, it was the one first big day and there was just people everywhere just lending a hand. Yeah, it was. And I think that, that when everybody comes together, and this is the closest I get to religion because I'm not, I'm not religious, but I, but I think uh, well, religion to me is when you work, when you believe in something greater than yourself. And then you come, you know, you come together and you share that belief. And what, in our case, uh, the religion is Jungle Brothers Strength and Movement. Hey. <laughs> Get converted. Be baptised. Come, come. <laughs> come one, come all. All are welcome. Join us or be our enemy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everyone came together off their, off their own free will. No one's getting paid. No one, and everyone contributed, you know. They bought food or... They just bought a shovel, or, tools, or they yeah. just bought their 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 happy vibes, and um, some music, whatever it was, you know. I thought it was going to be chaos. 
actually, but it wasn't. It was like in parts, but it yeah. was like all good. It was all good. It was on track. And, and then day two, I thought, well, you had a massive kind of hangover. <laughs> and I um, and so did a couple of the guys, but it was like, uh, like I, th- I just thought that the numbers would be lower day two. Oh, yeah. It was like a whole new whole shift. Fresh batch. Who couldn't come on Saturday legends, plus yeah. a bunch of legends who did a double shift. Yeah, they were the double it? shifted. Well, mm. It was unbelievable. I yeah. saw – I was following the whole thing from afar because I was up at my parents' place. And I saw um, I saw Alex Gardner posted this awesome photo on Instagram of like making some homemade croissants. <laughs> and I, oh, I commented and I was like, fuck, those croissants look unreal. And she said, yeah, I'm making them for the Garden Blitz. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you got people make fucking hand-making croissants? That was so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was heating them up for individuals on the barbecue. So I had the lid and the little grill thing. Oh. And uh, we just had butter and it was mad. Yeah, yeah there was a, <laughs> there was were, a lot, of, a lot treat. of homemade treats. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was really, really nice. I think we've had some awesome events here. Great parties, but that was definitely my, by far my favourite. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. It was really, really... I felt quite emotional after the second day. I couldn't tell. (laughs) (laughs) We've been coming down ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so two weeks' time we'll have a planting day from now. Why two weeks? It looks Uh, very ready. Start of spring, start of spring. And we have to get the seedlings in. So Uh, we'll have watermelon and corn and... uh, Sunflowers and all kinds of cool stuff. So we're going to get the egg crate drive going. Yeah. We should like put a basket downstairs with a, a little sign. Put your egg crates here. So, yeah, and you can you see them accumulating. You need egg crates for the seedlings? Yeah, Egg crates cool. to plant the seedlings, yeah. Everyone just bring them in. You just kind of tear it, tear it off and plug it straight in like that. Marco eats about like fucking 12 <laughs> a morning. I'll just fry up 12 eggs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Yeah, bring them in. We use them. How many seedlings do you reckon you're gonna you're gonna make? Well, and how long? Were you, quite a lot. Take a few a weeks to make a seedling. Yeah, a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks before we. And the good thing about the egg crate is that you don't have to transfer it. You just tear it off and stick ah, it in. And the whole thing just breaks yeah, down. Yeah, it breaks down by by the time the plant just pushes through it. You know? So the risk of damaging the seedling is minimal. Yeah, you can plant them a little earlier. That's cool. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll put them into over the weekend and then. Um, in two weeks' time, just to celebrate the start of spring, we'll we'll get everyone over and we'll s- finish a mural and do a bit more artwork, and it'll be less less labour intensive and just more of a chill out day. Yeah, maybe get one or two of them. There's some pretty avid gardeners, so get one or two of the members to give us a little like thirty minute workshop on pruning and shit like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be fun. I'm quite amazed at how many people are interested in in the whole the whole. Uh, project like people that have had no experience with you know producing their own food and now people are talking about oh shit i want to start something on my balcony and hey i can do something in my backyard so i think it's spreading a good message you know it's going to be that little community garden yeah little you know people will be congregating around it and all that conversation is going to happen and it will it will it's gonna be a nice place it to be. It's yeah, gonna be hard to be get so people nice. into the class. In a class, <laughs> you'll be fucking Come around in the garden. In yeah. around yeah. Get out of the sunflowers. <laughs> 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 hey, that's one watermelon. It's not for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be me. I'd have nothing to do with the garden, and I'll be harvesting the first watermelon. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that's kind of it. Oh, well that's done to everyone at. in the tribe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, big love to big everyone love, that contributed. Big love and, and tea, you know. Congrats. Green thumb up tea. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I've seen you talk about anything as passionately as you do the garden. Mm. Yeah, I know. Well, it was the gym, but that's kind of almost finished now. Well, it's never finished. It's never finished. Never finished. Bro. Never finished. Never. It just goes into a lull <laughs> until, the next, until the next project. Until Which is coming up soon. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of like you know, like when there's um, like when you're watching a film like Jaws or something, and there's like this spate of attacks <laughs> and this intensity and shit, and then it's like Jaws comes and terrorizes for a couple of weeks, and then just dives back down <laughs> under the surface, and you think everything's okay for like a few months, and then before you know it. Motherfuckers back tearing <laughs> people in half. <laughs> and that's teeth. <laughs> yeah. Jaws. <laughs> Jaws, skater dad. <laughs> so um so on that, like in you know, in closing up, what are what are the what you know, so we, we had the injury for you, we had the the you know, a lot of permaculture for you and a lot of like the communal the community thing and, and that kind of vibe. What's been, what are the takeaways for the people of our experiences over that over the last month? Hmm. Get exposed. Get out there and feel the elements and reconnect with a little bit of nature. And then ask yourself uh, how strong your relationships are with the things that matter in your life. You know, where you're spending your time. You know? And then when you when you're in that time, are you present? Are you are you giving are you are you showing a bit of gratitude for, you know, good things that surround you? Yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, I guess for I me, like uh, my narrative was very much uh, led by the, the, the injury. Um, first major injury. Heard a lot of stories in between when it happened and now. Um, f- you know, it's... You can't do anything about it. There's no point getting too down about it. Uh, you take it as an opportunity to learn from it. Uh, had my head in the books on YouTube just learning about it and trying to take as much as I can from it. Coming um, back stronger. Coming back stronger. And, and that's what it's come down to, is just chatting to that fella, Matt, who's a guy's recently been training. He's had more than nine major injuries. I think it was like eight or something. Yeah, he says it's true. It just makes you hungrier. Um, it's cool. And it also kind of, yeah, it, it helps you focus a little bit at the things of, on the things that you want most. Mm. So I've been thinking about that a lot uh, i'm a guy who does look at uh, play around with lots of different things in my life and it's like well shit i've only got this limited amount of energy and time right now and i can't do this so it's like oh it's it's a good it's a good lesson and yeah also you know there's usually there's something that you can do in terms of your training and it's something that we always bang about here especially you joe and t it's you know my ankle's gone but the rest of the 95 percent of my body isn't and um, i've taken it as a good opportunity to work on other things getting jacked, upstream body jacked yeah surfer jacked surfer jacked <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so come stereo sonic i'll be <clears throat> i'll be okay. appropriately wedged Shredded. out Shredded. yeah some baggy ass jeans yeah Wedge. so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's 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 not that Keppers. bad Keppers. yeah the mustard ones yeah mustard Keppers. <laughs> side pockets yeah oh he give us your shoes lad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I think um, takeaway for me over this time was uh, kind of tying in with what you guys were doing in your holidays, but to be physical during your, during your time off. I know like a lot of people really have training as something that they do when they're working and it's part of their sort of routine and then 
they kind of this sort of this thing that's like like often people ask me, oh, what did you do while you're on holidays? And I'm like, oh, I did this and this, and then I was doing some training, and they'd be like, oh, why are you training when you're on holidays? Can't you just take a rest or whatever? And it's like, well, actually enjoy it. <laughs> but more importantly, if I have less on my plate, like it's, I've got time off, it's, it's nicer. It, yeah, and it's actually not like it's nice to have a couple of days where you do nothing sometimes, you know. But it's actually nice to like, you know, you, you're eating like the rich foods, you're hanging out, you're drinking more coffees, you're probably having a bit more alcohol, you're eating more meals. Lying around it, more. Yeah, it's nice to, to feel like you want that stuff, right? So you go out and do a bit of training or you go and dig a swale mm. or you go and fucking, you know, take your boy out and run around all day. Um, it, you kind of earn it in a way and I think that just really makes you value it. And for me, it was like getting back into the jits and then even when I was hanging out with my fam, doing the swimming and playing around with some handstands and that kind of stuff, I think it's nice to earn the day. Yeah, when you, you must when you got always time earn. Must always train. Can't stop. Damn right. Whether formally or you otherwise. Can turn the volume mm. down a little or up or whatever, but you can't turn it off. Yeah. You know, it's not worth it. Yeah. And, it's, like and if you look at it as a positive thing, not something that's a punishment, then it's like, well, why would you not do it? Yeah. Whereas if you do look at it as a punishment... I can see the the inclination to think, well, I'm not going to do that. You're doing the wrong training. Yeah. Really. Or you're approaching it the wrong way. That's right. Mm. It's that whole context mm. podcast that we did. Mm. Yeah, you got to kind of think about what you're doing. Yeah, I, 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 I love it on the holidays more than I do any other time because I have more time. There's less time pressure. Yeah, you can chill. And that was – I had – yeah, I had a few things written down for me to do on my one week off because it was a Sydney holiday and there was a the danger of fucking just getting caught up in Sydney and it was, one, train every day, like move every day and I was keeping up <laughs> to that until the, the Achilles went. But, yeah, it was it was that because uh, I enjoy it. You know, you do it in your own time. You feel like you're not hustling. Um, so you're kind of more present in a way. Yeah. Go, yeah. Uh, the other thing was, oh, yeah, get into nature, which was great. Went a couple of bushwalks before... Um, Kablooey. <laughs> yeah. Um, mad. Nice one, boys. Good to get back on the P-Cast. Yeah, it yeah. was. It's fun. We've got this new little spot in the corner here. We're going to dress it up a little bit, trying out videoing this. So um, We're going to transcript it up, chuck it, on the, chuck it on our website. Yep. And we're going to chuck the video on YouTube. Boosh. You can watch and us. And we're going to dress this little studio area. Make it look slick. <clears throat> awesome. Watch. Mad. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks, boys. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Jungle Brothers, we're, uh, hit us up at junglebrothers.com. If you want any help with your training or you want some advice or mobility work, nutrition, strength, whatever it is, we are, we're, we're always open to talk with new people. Uh, we're down at Botany. Uh, if you like the podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend. We'd like you to spread the word. You can even leave us a sick review on, uh, on whichever podcast app you're using. But, uh, yeah, thanks, fam. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye. See you.